Hi pals, this is Blaine Hill coming to you from the Lake Murray Presbyterian Church. It's also on the Simply Stated podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 12th in the year 2021. So glad to be with you here today. We're going to look at Psalm 3 and also in the Gospel according to Matthew today. So a reading from the third Psalm. Hey, there's Betty Jo. She's always the first one here. You make me feel so good. I think you had a birthday Sunday, so happy birthday to you. Psalm 3. O Lord, how many are my foes? How many are rising against me? Many are saying to me, there's no help in, no help for you in God. But you, O Lord, are my, or I can't talk today. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. My glory in the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep, I wake again, for the Lord sustains me. I am not afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Rise up, O Lord, deliver me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek, you break the teeth of the wicked. Deliverance belongs to the Lord, may your blessing may your blessing be on your people. That is the word of the Lord. Hey, while I was reading, I noticed that Al and Wilma and James are on board with us, and Linda and Randy, so glad that you're here today. So that psalm um, is a little more frank than we're used to. It's it's uh, kind of disturbing in some ways, asking the guys to bust some people on the jaw. That's unsettling. Um, but it is uh, nothing if it is not blunt and candid. The psalm points out something that I think as Christians we often want to overlook or ignore, and it's this. We have enemies. Uh, And I don't say that to be threatening, or or, it's always been true. And uh, we could think, oh, well, we have people who oppose us as Christians far away, or we might think of, uh, you know, some part of society that imposes us because we're we're Christian. Um, And there's truth in that, of course. But here's the really hard truth. We have enemies closer to us. We have personal antagonisms and disagreements. We have uh, struggles and conflicts in our neighborhood and work. Uh, an ugly truth about life is even though we're disciples of Jesus, we still have people uh, that we're in personal, deep personal conflict with. Sometimes those enemies, the people we're in real conflict with, can be people we once loved or maybe still love, can be members of our family. Uh, and this psalm candidly and uh, painfully names that reality is that uh, part of the suffering that is common to human beings is uh, we have enemies in life. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's a distressing thing to acknowledge. Um, the, the, the psalm is, is a little more candid than many of us would be, than I am likely to be, in expressing a desire that God would smack our enemies. Um, again, that's a really... Uh, more naked, more candid, really an ugly desire, uh, but it's there. It's part of uh, the human experience. And so the whole of human experience shows up in the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is the prayer book, and in some ways the hymn book, but I think of it as the prayer book for God's people. Um, and it is meant to give us words uh, to pray and hold up to God in every context in life, good and bad, joyful, sad, whatever it might be. So this psalm deals with what it means to have enemies and to lift those up, uh, lift up our prayers to God about them. So what does Jesus have to say about this? Um, and you, some of you are already following where this is probably going. 
uh, if we start talking about Jesus, start talking about enemies, where are we going to land? Find in my note here. Yeah, it's Matthew 5. In the 43rd verse starting. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Really, that just defines what a neighbor and an enemy is. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. That last part is so important. Love your enemies so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Now, Jesus doesn't mean that if we love our enemies, God will adopt us. But instead, he's saying, God, God, is, God is your Father, so you've got to live like God is your Father, because God is someone who loves us even when we are opposed to him. The, the Apostle Paul says, even though we were enemies with God, he gave us his son. Or he also says, Paul says in the letter to the Romans, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were in rebellion against God, he responded not by breaking our teeth, as the psalmist says, but by giving us his son so that his body could be broken for us and for you and for your enemies. And there's part of us that doesn't want to hear that. We want God to be against our enemies and for us. And the God who shows up in Jesus Christ, who gives his life on the cross, sends us to be for our enemies. Now that gets very complicated very quickly. Um, what does it mean to be for people who are opposed to you? How do we love someone who is antagonistic or hostile or even dangerous towards us? We have to do that with wisdom and discretion and not rashly or ways that will invite them to uh, sin against us. But that's not today's lesson. Today I want to talk about, just point out that God calls, recognizes that we have enemies and calls for us to love them uh, because that's what he has done in his son Jesus Christ. While we were opposed to him, he still came to us. I'm going to read a little more in that. For he, that's our father, he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. It's interesting, Jesus is pointing out that God blesses people. It's not based upon our goodness or our righteousness, but on God's loving mercy and graciousness. So this Jesus is saying that though we do have enemies, we are to love them just as God sends good upon people because God is good. And so when we act well towards others, we reflect God's goodness. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? What's the big deal about that, right? If we love people who love me. I love people who love me. That's easy. Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? So here Jesus is pointing out he's calling us to something exemplary or, or something extraordinary that is not common in human existence. Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Oh, perfect. Man, this sounds impossible now. Loving our enemies does sound impossible. And it maybe it helps us to know that uh, Jesus, when he says perfect, he doesn't mean flawless. Uh, each of us will make mistakes, much less, what's more, we'll even sin. Jesus, perfect there means uh, complete, reaching the goal, reaching the target. Jesus is calling us to live as people who are part of the kingdom of heaven that God is bringing. To already begin living as citizens in God's eternal kingdom. Jesus has started it, but it's not finished. But to go ahead and start living as people who are citizens 
of God's heavenly kingdom. So we've taken a journey. The psalmist introduced to us and let us lay out um, the uglier part of our hatred of our enemies and the suffering we sometimes endure because we have enemies. And then we see that Jesus takes that reality and pushes it further to say, let's go ahead and start living as, as, as citizens of God's saved and completed cosmos. Um, it's quite a calling. And then, of course, Jesus has shown us how to do that in his death and in his resurrection. He gives us the hope and confidence to be able to do it. So that's a challenging word from for us today. From That was the third psalm and the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew. A couple more people have popped on here for us. I see Bonnie and Carolyn and Paul and uh, Randy, Wilma, Linda, Al. So good of y'all to join us. Marianne, my auntie's on. Hello. Did I say hey to Bonnie? And looks like Gerald is on too. So good to see you all. Really glad uh, to have you uh, with us today. Folks, we'll be hearing this and we're watching it later as well. Uh, things happening around Lake Murray Presbyterian Church. Um, we are moving into January. We had a really good officer's retreat this last Saturday. Our Thursday Bible, su Bible study is starting. If you want to be a part of that, reach out to me. I'll send you the link. Even if you haven't been a part of it, let's, let's get you involved now. Let me know. That's online every Thursday at 10. We have some new Sunday school classes that are ramping up. Our youth program is meeting again with social distancing in place to keep the kids safe. Um, and of course, these are all intentions. We're in a season where, uh, boy, we're living out that reality of what James taught us. He said, you know, don't say I'm going to go to this place and make some money next week. You don't know what you're going to do. Just say what you intend. Well, that's what it's like for us now. We intend uh, to be doing things later this year. Maybe that vaccine will roll out, but uh, plans are hard. Anyway, those are the plans at Lake Murray Presbyterian Church. Got on a bit of a ramble. Jules joined us. It's so good to have you here. Um, why don't we have a word of prayer together? And then we'll see what God has planned for us in the rest of the day. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you um, accept who we are and the struggles that we have, uh, that even the ugly places in our life and our existence, the painful spots, they don't cause you to balk at us at all. In fact, you look at us even when we're opposed to you, God. We're so grateful that you embrace us and your son, Jesus. And we pray that you would really let us to trust in your plans and what you're doing in the future. And that we would find the courage to love our enemies. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been good to be with you, and I hope to see you soon, one way or another, very soon. God bless you all.